Good morning. This is another segment of Leftovers from Lake Gibson United Methodist Church. This is from the sermon that was preached on September the 27th. If you missed that, you can go pick it up at our website, lakegibsonumc.com, or on our Facebook page. It should be there also, and you can watch it. I want to talk to you today about one of the verses that I used in that sermon. And the verse was from Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22. And it says, Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. First, let me start by talking about a professor I had at Duke. He passed away this year, unfortunately. His name was F. Belton Joyner. He wrote several books uh, about the Methodist faith. He served as a pastor. He served at Duke. He was a DS. He served on the Judicial Council as their secretary for eight years. He was also a delegate to general counsel many years, and he chaired several committees. And one of the committees that he chaired was the committee on the hymnal, on putting the hymnal together. He put the hymnal that we're using, or he was on the committee that put the hymnal together that we use today. Uh, he was also on a committee that was developing a new hymnal, and the hymnal was actually developed and was due to be printed in 2012, but it was going to cost $5 million to print it, so they backed off of it and did not print it. And as far as I know, it's still in the quay. Nothing's been done with it. But Belton was telling us stories about how the hymns got in the book, in our hymnal. And they get in the book just the way they do any other law going through Congress. It's presented at this conference, and then it has to be voted on. In order to get to the conference floor, it has to get to the committee floor, much like our laws. And he said one of the things that he had been noticing, and that he did notice, is that many of the old-time hymns had been taken out. It wasn't because of the music. It was because the people did not agree with some of the theology. And one of the things that keyed people, if you will, ticked people off, they didn't like to be told that Jesus had to die and that Jesus had to shed blood for them to go to heaven. And if you'll go back and check some hymnals from all around 1922 or even before, and I do have a couple of them, and up to the present day, many of the hymns that talk about the blood of Jesus Christ flowing down the cross, many of those hymns uh, disappeared, if you will, from, from the hymnal that the Methodists used. Well, the verse we just read, Hebrews 9.22, says, Without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sin. I talked a little bit Sunday about uh, this. Monday was Yom Kippur, about how the priest went in and sprinkled the blood of the sacrifice there on top of the mercy seat, which meant that God had to look through that blood before he saw the law, because the Ten Commandments were under the mercy seat in the ark. And that's what God does for us when we come under the blood of Jesus Christ. And the blood of Jesus Christ is put on us, if you will, as we accept him as our Lord and Savior. When God looks at us, even though we're humans, even though we have fallen, even though we have sinned, he lets to look through the blood of Christ because we plead that blood for forgiveness. Dietrich Bonhoeffer was a German theologian. Uh, you may or may not know of him. He was hung two weeks before the Allies were able to liberate the camp that he was in. Um, 
I'm not going to justify some of the things that he did, but I have to remember he was fighting Hitler, and there was a that was a whole different ball game. Something that I'm not don't want to make a judgment call on. But Bonhoeffer, Bonhoeffer wrote a book, and his theology was that the church of the, his day had made grace too cheap. So we need to remember. Grace is not cheap. The grace that God shows us cost Jesus Christ his life. The grace that God showed us is only because Jesus was willing to die on a cross and shed his blood for you and I. Grace like that. Wow. How do you even put it into words that the creator of the universe was willing to die for his creation? How can you go back on, on something like that when Jesus says, I love you so much, I'm willing to die for you. How can you turn your back on him? How can you not accept the love of the creator that is willing to die for you? Just want to remind you this week, as we approach World Communion Sunday, grace is not cheap. God, in the form of Jesus Christ, died for you and I. Serve him wholeheartedly. Celebrate that grace. Celebrate the atonement that he offered us on the cross. And tell others what a great God we serve and how much he loves them. Have a good day. See you Sunday, 1030.